listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Connolly. On each episode, I'll have a guest who will give us a peek into what it looks like for her to run on mission in her everyday life. Our prayer is that it leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news right where you're at. All right, all right. We are here today with genuinely one of the most sacred interviews I've gotten to do this whole season. We are talking with Rachel Myers, who is a friend of mine, and we have walked a really beautiful story together. Rachel is the CEO of She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth and Kids Reads Truth. I have gotten to know her for a few years, and it's been such a blessing to see God work in and through her life. And honestly, this episode takes a turn that I did not see coming. I think it may be one of the most important episodes we put out for this whole season. And so I pray that God lets you hear whatever you need to hear in it. And I pray that this story, both sides of our story, really encourages you right where you're at to free a sister up or to step into what he has for you. my friend Rachel Myers on today and I am so thankful. Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to just chat with us and share where you're at and what God's doing in your life. I wouldn't miss this for the world. This is so fun. I'm so excited about this podcast starting up. Yay. I just wish we were together. That's all. I know. I know. Schedules, man. I know. You know, cities. Cities. Traveling. Okay, so everyone knows a lot about you, but I have the distinct pleasure of knowing the personal you, knowing the real you, having had met your husband, and I love you, and I'm so grateful, (laughs) and it's so good to be able to love a public person and love that person privately, too, and so start now and just tell me a tiny bit about, like, what your actual life looks like. What is a random, I mean, today's Thursday, what does a random Thursday look like for Rachel Myers? But can we go back for a second? Because I bet in the intro that you recorded for me, you didn't talk about yourself. And I feel like you're a very important part of who I am. And so I'm going to hijack your podcast and say that Jess never talks about this. But the reality is that Jess was there at the very beginning of She Reads Truth and was such a huge, huge, huge part of why She Reads Truth started and why it continued. That girl has prayed for She Reads Truth since it started. And and even though she's not leading it now because of obedience, and we miss that, but even, that, even then she's such a cheerleader for She Reads Truth in a way that just, not just encourages me, but like impresses me and, and like makes me want to be more like her. So those are the things you probably didn't say in the intro, but I'm hijacking this moment to okay. say that, <laughs> that, that Jess Connolly was an OG for She Reads Truth, for real. So it, it is, it was such a joy. And I, you're right. I don't, sh- I, it's too far gone now. You'll I know. appreciate this. I have a Bible study within my church called Bibles and Bagels, which is, you know, everything that I've ever loved. Fantastic. Yeah, the word of God and carbs. And we meet on Saturday mornings and just genuinely kind of read our Bibles together. And someone mentioned She Reads Truth the other day. And and a few girls in the 
in in my church know like my story and know I was there with you in the beginning, but most don't at this point. And so someone was like, it just feels like, you know, even like almost how like she reads truth, like we could just, instead of even posting on Instagram, (laughs) we could just send each other pictures of our Bibles and what we're doing. And I was like, that's, you know, that's a great idea. (laughs) That is, that's one way to do it. I don't know how to handle this situation. (laughs) I know. And a few of the girls in the room were like groaning and rolling their eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind talking about it when it comes to you because I'll tell yeah. you guys, and I, and this is really wildly important. And maybe, I don't know, maybe God just wants us to go down this road because yeah. it's a really important conversation to have. But yeah. what I tell Rachel all the time and what I tell anyone about She Reads Truth and about why I'm not leading it is because I knew from the get-go that you were the girl for the job. Mm-hmm. I knew from the get-go that you had the vision and that you had the gifts and the strengths and it wasn't insecurity for me. There was nothing about it that was like comparison. I just knew. And I, I, I even laughed with you the other day about, yeah. you know, stories that you and I get to hold that no one else gets to hold. Oh, yeah. That like <laughs> when She Reached Truth started, if you haven't heard this story, a few of us were on Twitter and said, yeah. hey, we should read a Bible study together. And, and to be clear, it. none of us had met in person. Nope. And some of us still have not met in person. But like, I mean, I... I think it was several months before we met in person. It was, it was a while. Yeah. Yeah. Just strangers. Yeah. We were just strangers. And, and then so many people joined in on that Twitter conversation. We huddled up really quickly via email and said, Mm -hmm. this feels like a thing we should, we should pause. This feels like something women want to do. Gosh, just holy moments that you get to be a part of that you never, I mean, mean, we had no idea. And it's good that we didn't. It's yeah. good that we didn't. It's, it's very good, good that we did. <laughs> we and you know, out. something that I continue to like carry from like even like that first year and you know, even your decision to step away, I think I just like I admire so much like one of the things that you told me when you were making that like wrestling with that decision. Cause at the time you were leading Influence Net yeah. Network, like yeah. the conferences and everything. You were planting a church with Nick mm-hmm. and moving. Yeah. And you were running that time diaries yeah. and you were running she reads truth. Yeah. And I remember one of the things that you said to me was just, this doesn't feel true. I don't want the people who I have the opportunity to influence to see what I'm doing and assume that it's possible. <laughs> like I can't do all of this well. And I think to pretend that I can, isn't a healthy example to yeah. any of the people who I have, you know, have the opportunity to mentor or love yeah. or who just watch me from afar. Like, please don't think that I can walk into four huge callings in a healthy way. Right. Absolutely. And like, and that was a huge part of your decision, which was not an easy decision. Yeah. But I just had so much respect that part of your decision wasn't like, oh, this is, this isn't my yes, my best yes, or whatever it was like for you. It was just like, I feel a responsibility to the women who watch me live my life publicly that they don't see something that's not true. Yeah. Like that's not, not real. So Absolutely. anyway, I, and that's I've all that it was. Life. And it, it's good to talk about it too, because that is all that it was. And, and yeah. So the first thing I want to capture from the first side is that this is what I told you the last time I saw you that I, that I have kept in my heart for now, however many years that's been eight years that in the midst of all of this starting, you had a trip planned to surprise your kids and take them to Disney. And I will never forget the whole time you were at Disney. I I am a woman who tends to lack vision. I know how things feel and I I want things to feel a certain way. And that's about all that I know, but I don't really see where they're headed. That's it's not, it's not my strength. And 
you saw, like you knew and you were at Disney. And I, I told you, that's what I just saw you, that you continually kept saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I need to be at Disney with my kids. Like, I'm sorry. I can't talk about this right now. And I remember thinking like, why is she apologizing? We're, this is not, a, this isn't no big deal. This is just girls yeah. talking about the Bible. And it's because you knew even then God had given you the picture of this is a thing. This is something yeah. to steward. And then flip all the way, which was only a year and a half later, or was it two and a half years later? I don't know where you're headed. When the day I called you to say, like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, that was a year and a half later. Only year a half later. year and a half later. We, I mean, yeah. man, so much living happened in a year and a half. So it much really living, did. leading, so much writing. We were writing a small, like, devotional every single day. Yep. And we did have a team at that point by the time I quit, but... When not I, a very big team. Not a not very, a very big, big team, team. A really mm-hmm. small team. And Shiri's Truth was on the precipice of yeah. blowing up. Yep. And at this point, I could finally feel it. And everyone was paying attention and everyone was listening. And I don't mm-hmm. even know how much of this story I've ever told you, but my husband had shingles. He had yeah. like adult shingles and he was really, really, really sick. Nick. I know, poor <laughs> Nick. And so he had been sequestered in our bedroom to be away from our kids who had not had the chicken pox yet. So I really had not talked to him for almost days. I was sleeping on the couch to not get shingles as well. Blessed. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell Nick and I didn't tell like wow. my, a closest friend. I didn't tell my family members because I just knew. And, and I remember what I told you the day I said I need to step away because I had this picture of me walking downstairs in the morning and like knowing what I was supposed to do for the day and being able to spend time with God and accomplish it. And not that the end goal is getting your to-do list done because I don't think I've ever gotten a to-do list done since then. But mm-hmm. I just knew that there was this like <laughs> picture and feeling of me being able to obediently do what I was asked to do. And I yeah. was so far from it with having She Reads Truth on my plate. And so before mm-hmm. I talked to anyone, I just called you. And and yeah. you knew instinctively, like the Holy Spirit had just really prepped you for it. And you were like, you're gone. It's, you're done. We love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was like yeah. the most beautiful thing that could have ever happened. I mean, you say you don't have vision, Jess, but. <laughs> but it was more just a feeling. I just knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew like there was, I was never going to be able to walk down the stairs, down the stairs in the morning and open my Bible and open my calendar and, yeah, and like obediently look at it and say like, God and I are doing what we're supposed to do today. Yeah. So I'm just thankful. That's a, that, I'm so glad we got to tell that story. Thanks for bringing it up. Can I say one other part <laughs> of our story say that's all really of funny? It. Yes. I, I understand that you are the interview. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, um, so before that happened, but not long before, we got in our heads that like, because it was the, the thing best. to do, I know we got right. in our heads. <laughs> we were like, well, She Reads Truth has been going for like a year. Obviously, we should write a book. Obviously, it's time. <laughs> and this is this is 2013, and we're just kids. And we're just thinking like, obviously, the thing, we have the opportunity, we should write a book. Yeah. And so we get this, like, I think Angie Smith, who I love, 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 yes. connected us with her literary agent at the time. And she was like, he'll take a call with you if you're truly interested in writing a book. And we were like, yeah, I think we are. <laughs> well, we so, didn't know enough to be scared. So we were just like, of course, you want to talk to us. We also had, so the funniest part of this is we sit down and it's like a video chat, right? Yeah. I don't even know if the word book proposal was like in our vocabulary. Nope, nope, nope. And he was like, okay, well, like, tell me what you have in mind. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, well, 
<laughs> we think the cover should be really soft. <laughs> it's, we, we said we picture it being very soft and pretty. And pretty. Maybe navy. Like, yeah. and I think at one point Rachel said, I, I picture like something you'd want to rub your face on. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, and maybe like, you know, if we're shooting for the moon, like maybe they're perforated scripture prints in the back that they could like uh, tear out and have like, that was the, that was our book proposal. No title, no words, no, no. theme, no concept, no. Not a, no chapters. We were like, it has to be soft. No, we this just book that we soft. write. Soft enough yeah. to put your face on it. <laughs> he did not offer us a contract. He did. He very gently was like, um, I'll get back oh. to you guys. And yeah. I remember we were like, well, you're lost, buddy. Yeah, you're lost. <laughs> We'll talk to you later. Like so and, we, sh- and, we showed him. And I, I, how bummed do you think he is? I mean, we've made a lot of soft books since then. You have honest. made a lot of soft books since then. In Jesus' name, I love it. Okay, I'm, I'm glad we pulled that out because yes, y'all need to know that it's those, there is obedience on both sides. Here's what I want you to hear from what I know about Rachel Myers. If you have a friend who sees the vision and feels the weight of some call of God on her life, like fan it into flame, spur it on. Yeah. And, and yeah. look at her and say, like, you've got this. Because can you imagine? I mean, even my friends that know me very well and love me so much say, like, I really can't imagine. You really would have held Cheer's truth up. And I'm like, I know. I yeah. really would have. Like, because mm. she was the girl to lead it. And so if you have that friend, like, tell her. Do not shame her for being a good boss, for being a good leader. And if you have a friend, like Rachel did for me, that needs to obediently follow God in a way that is not sexy or appealing or will not probably make her a lot of money, mm-hmm. tell her to be obedient and free her up yeah. the way Rachel did for mm-hmm. me. Because... Man, in that way, you have gotten to be a part of my church. You have gotten to be a part of my family. You've gotten to be a part of every book I've written since then Mm -hmm. because you freed me up to do that. And so I'm glad we, I'm glad we went there. Yeah. Me too. Mm, now I, I free you to be the interviewer. Okay, okay, okay. Back to back to you. What does your daily life look like as as the girl who really is seeing the vision and holding the vision yeah. of she reads truth, he reads truth, kids reads truth? Yeah, I never ever, ever wanted to have a job. My goal, I was a stay-at-home wife when Ryan and I got married. Like, not even a stay-at-home mom, I was a stay-at-home wife. Like, there's no point in us counting my income into our family budget at all, because as soon as kids come along, I'm staying home. Yeah. And even when She Reads Truth started, I think Oliver and Hazel were maybe five and three. Mm-hmm. They were little. Yeah. And I was just so, I was teaching a class at the like local classical school called The Art of Homemaking. Mm-hmm. And my vision for my life was to be a stay-at-home mom, which is very different than what God's vision for my life was. And while what I do now may look pretty cool, that took some real, you know what, not took, it takes. Yeah. Like that takes some real laying down of what I want sometimes every day mm. because I'm not your typical like author speaker where like I'm in a coffee shop. I have a nine to five job. I go to the office every day and I lead a team. She Reads Truth is very different today than it was when it started or even like at the halfway point from where we are now. My role just continues to shift and I feel like a little less equipped for my job every day because my job requires more from me every day Mm. because I'm, you know, maybe I'm I'm not writing as much anymore. I'm leading, but I'm starting to kind of catch God's vision, which is cool to start to let go of my vision and see like, oh, I see what you're doing here. I see 
see the way you prepared me for this. I see the way that you caused me to love beauty and that one of my biggest jobs at the office is not to create the pretty things, but like you said, to like know and I see it, you know, to be a part of those mood board meetings and those types of things. So to make beautiful things is like a huge piece of my pie. When I like of my work week, a huge piece of my pie is to make beautiful things, which I love. I don't know what I would do without that. I love it. Another big piece of my pie is caring for the she's in this office. It's not the greater community. It's the 20 girls that are here and living in Nashville and some of them moving to Nashville for this job. That's in some ways, that's my current calling, which is different. It's different than it was, you know, six years ago when it started. And, you know, we felt like, oh, this calling is to like this whole worldwide community of women. But I I get to like love and care for women in here, which is neat. But, you know, like I said, it takes a lot of lying down, Jess. It's tough. My sweet little girl wants me to be her pickup person every day from school, which is a fair request. And I don't get to be that pickup person every day. We have a wonderful, wonderful nanny turned friend (laughs) who gets her from school most days. And that's, to me, like, that's the kind of thing. I know I'm not alone in that. Like, that's the kind of thing you just have to lay down and go like, okay, I'm a working mom. And I have to trust the Lord to use Anna in Hazel's life as a part of the way that God intends to train Hazel up. And that this added relationship is an added richness in her life, even though it feels like, feels like a loss, you know? Yeah. Man. But at the same time, I mean, a year ago, it was it was no days. And this year, it's two days a week that yes. I get to go pick her up. And Fridays, I get to be home all day. So like, we're fighting back, you yes. know, and just kind of finding, I think so much of it, I know, I feel like I'm, I'm meandering right now. But so much of my job changes all the time. And I think that like, one of my biggest responsibilities is to like, kind of keep eyes wide open on what things can only Rachel do, yeah. what things is Lord calling me to today. I was at the office last Friday and I just thought I shouldn't be here. I need Mm. to leave. I need to go home. And, and I left and I went home and I took my son for a walk and we just walked all like, there's a bunch of development behind our house. And so we just walked on dirt roads and talked and that wasn't on the schedule, but that was what the Lord had for me that day. That was obedience that day. Yeah, for sure. Well, I I think there's some things we needed to hear in that meandering. Here's two things I want to just capture. Number one, here's what I've seen Rachel do. I've seen her be at a restaurant and pick up the napkin and while no one's watching, like turn it over and look at the front and look at the back and feel (laughs) it and like quietly show it to her husband, Ryan, and say like, look at this paper. Do you see how it's embossed? Like I've seen her do that because she does. She loves beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And God used that massive gifting that he gave Mm -hmm. her to notice beautiful things and beautiful napkins and has turned it into a community of hundreds hundreds of thousands, millions of women Mm -hmm. reading God's word and excited about doing it. So Mm -hmm. I just think somebody out there needs to hear like the passion that you have for homemaking or pottery or leadership or Mm -hmm. hosting that connected to the kingdom and the power of God is life changing. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be in the same magnitude and it may not be in the same way, but can you imagine if you had kept those gifts from God 
and said, yeah. oh, I just like pretty things. Can you imagine if you just said, yeah. I just like pretty things? But instead, I love what you say about She Reads Truth. I've loved hearing you say, we want to give the Bible the beauty that it deserves. And I mean, gosh, that's just so important. And then the second thing is that still the dream requires sacrifice. Stepping yeah. into the dream of it is still, it still requires sacrifice. And we don't need to like qualify that or even like apologize for that. It's a sacrifice and it's a sacrifice that you're making. And so I'm thankful for that. And if, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to just pause and thank God for Rachel and thank God for her sacrifice and, and ask that he would continually show up in it mm. because that's, that's really literally changing our generation. Yeah. Let's move on to this. What's helping? You're balancing a lot. I mean, we're, yeah. I'm so glad you're learning, like, right? I need to fight back. I yeah. need to take days off. I need to, like, mm -hmm. be the one to pick up a few days a week. But mm -hmm. what else is helping? Are there tips? Are there tricks? Are there things that have come along the way that you're like, I, I really couldn't have done it without this? Yeah. One of the things I've been praying for is that the Lord would, in only the way that he could, that he would multiply time with my family. Mm -hmm. And I know that, no, I don't even think that sounds silly. I think that sounds real. And I think That's that right. sounds important. Yeah. I, uh, Jess, he does yeah. like in a way that astounds me and it shouldn't because yeah. he's God, yeah. but he multiplies time for us in like a time warp sometimes where I'm just like, wait, I was only supposed to get two hours with my family tonight. Why did that feel like such a rich, like, week long of like time spent together, yeah. you know, or this morning I had 30 minutes with Oliver, but why did that feel like we just made sweet relational ties in what should have been just like getting out the door. Like it's amazing to me the way that he multiplies time. And one of the things that I've found Oliver's 11. Nope. He turned 12 yesterday. Mm. It's weird. I can't even like, he's 12 now. He was five when she Truth started. Yes. This is like, this is his growing up. Yeah. But one of the things that I found, cause I love, I love to read my Bible in the morning and I love to read what the community is reading. And I like to be tied to them when I can be. And one of the reasons, side note, one of the, I couldn't do that for a really long time because I was too close to the content and like too close to the planning so that like, you know, we planned Hebrews, mm -hmm. you know, four months ago. And I was so deeply ingrained in that, that when I came around to Hebrews, you know, this month, it's just like, oh my word, like, I can't read that without like thinking as a leader, thinking critically about what I would do differently. So that, as a side note, I'll say like, I've intentionally pulled myself out of some of the more weeds ish planning so that I can get back to be with the community, which has been really cool. Mm -hmm. Trying to like trust other people who are very smart and more capable than me to do some of those things, which has been cool. Anyway, I, so I like to read my Bible in the morning, usually in the living room and Oliver is homeschooled now with Anna. And I've found that like the coolest thing, cause I've, I, I've always kind of been a fan of like my kids seeing me read the Bible, not, and not as a show, but not going away to read the Bible, just reading it in front of them, never making it a thing, but just, I want them to grow up with that memory of seeing their mom with her Bible open, not her mm -hmm. phone on an app even, yeah. but just like seeing that Bible open in her lap and see her reading it. But lately he snuggles up next to me and he asks me to read it out loud. And it's mm -hmm. been the coolest thing. And Oliver isn't, I mean, we've done some Hebrews together, but this has been a consistent thing, not just like a once or twice. He's very into nature. He's an outdoors kid. And so he loves when I find good passages about nature, about God and nature. And so we've 
we've been digging through honestly a lot of the like the later part of Job where like God you know is asking like all these amazing rhetorical questions to Job and just saying like you know were you there um when right. you know the have you seen the storehouses of the snow have you walked along the surface of the deep you know like all these like yes. there's these amazing monologues with the, like where God's just talking to Job and reminding him of who God is and who Job is, but Oliver loves it. And so it's been, you know, you know, tips and tricks. Like, honestly, I have double dipped, um, in the, on those mornings where like I was sitting down to read by myself and to meet with the Lord, but that I get to like double dip and have that like time with Oliver as well. Some mornings, that's how I wake him up. I go up and get snuggled in his bed and I'll just read one Psalm and like, and he wakes up to that. And like, there was a morning lately, uh, recently that I didn't. And he came downstairs. He was like, I was waiting for you to come up and read a Psalm to me. I was hoping you would do that. Mm. (laughs) Um, But there's all kinds of cool technology and there, there are lots of great ways to be more efficient with our time and that type of thing. But there's nobody who makes our time more efficient and who multiplies time like the Lord. And the ways that he double dips relationships for me and shows me how to, I mean, I don't know how, to, I've never had a 12 year old before. How to like, how to walk with and disciple a 12 year old boy. He's showing me that. He's showing me that in just like these little ways of just, hey, try this, see what this is like. See how you can love me and show your son what it's like to love the Lord but invite him into that. Mm, I love that. Have you read anything by Dr. Caroline Leaf by any chance? No, Okay. No, I'm a, but I'm interested. I'm a big fan of her work. She's just a genius and she's essentially a scientist who loves God and believes that science is just now catching up with the word of God. And so she has one book that's called- Do I love that? Yes, it's really good. She has one book called Switch on Your Brain, which is about basically the like scientific process of renewing our minds. And it's, I can't suggest it enough. It's really, really wonderful. But she has a whole chapter in there about multitasking and how multitasking is like really our brains physically can't multitask. Like we can't do two things at once. You know, we can't like you can't watch TV and read like you, you might think right. you can, but like really your brain's just switching back and forth. Similarly to what you're saying, God's shown me. I can't multitask. Like I really genuinely should not be multitasking, but I can by the power of the Holy Spirit be in two places at once. So I can, That's amazing. you know, I can be in the word of God yeah. and with my kids. I can yeah. be serving mm-hmm. and with my kids. I can be yep. discipling and grocery shopping. I yep. can do those things. And that is such a game changer. Even just when we say like, you know what? I can listen to podcasts and wash the dishes. Like that is so yep. different. Like that mm-hmm. opens up my whole life to not just more productivity, but more humility yeah. to say like, God, where else can you move here? What else do you want to do here? And so I love that. Like we think we can do one thing, but the Lord can make it so much more rich. That's I right. think like there's so much richness that can come. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I like that, Jess. That's yeah. cool. You can, we That's can be cool. in two places at once. We don't have to have FOMO. And God can be two places at once. And I think that's the other thing. So we're studying in our office right now uh, about the attributes of God. And of course, we're like covering the omnis and like talking about his omnipresence. And we were at the table the other day talking about, you know, that God is everywhere present. And I was thinking back to a timeline that I've been working on for the He Reads Truth Bible, um, which is coming up. And I remember this timeline of the patriarchs that we've been working on. And I remember looking at it and understanding kind of for the first time, hold on, God was making a covenant with Abraham at the very same time, like true on overlap that he was talking to Satan about Job and like Mm -hmm. walking through all of 
everything that Job went through and God took him through and his friends took him through and everything, everything that the Lord taught Job and is now teaching us through Job's life was happening in parallel to the covenant God was making with Abraham and the, what he was doing with Sarah and what he was doing with Hagar and Ishmael, like all the ways that God was establishing the foundation of the people of Israel. He was also going like, hey, are you there when I made the storehouses for the snow and walked along the surface of the deep? Like he's having true relationship and like building whole things in two different places in the Bible at one time. Mm. Amazing. Which, I mean, if you need a takeaway from that, just <laughs> if you see God at work in your friend's life, that doesn't mean he's not at work in your life too. Like oh. he is everywhere yeah. present. Yeah. He can be doing more than one thing in your life at once, like you were saying, and he can also be doing lots of really big things in two different people's lives at once. That's really good. Which is what he was doing for you and me. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Man. Wow. That's, that's going to free some people up and I'm so thankful for it. I want to take a minute in the middle of this podcast to make sure that you know about Go Teams. Go Teams are just one arm of what we do here at Go and Tell Gals, but it is our intentional coaching groups where we encourage women in their individual callings. If you don't know what we're talking about, here's the quick story. Go Teams are groups of 15 women who receive online coaching in their calling while entering into intentional community to spur one another on. You might not know this, but I've been coaching women for years and years in small business and in ministry and also in all things publishing. And genuinely, my heart is to see as many women as possible step into the gifts God has given them to use what they've got for his glory and the good of others. But we realized a few months ago that there was a flaw in my coaching and that women needed other women to spur them on and keep them excited about what God had asked them to do. They needed other women to walk with after the coaching was over. So we restructured everything and introduced Go Teams. And now three times a year, we take 90 women through this online coaching process in their individual callings. And then we also resource them with one another with groups that they can keep going as long as they like. If you want to hear more about Go Teams, we are launching our next set of teams in January 2019 and spots open this week. Make sure you're following the Go and Tell Gals Instagram or that you've subscribed to our newsletter so you can get more information. We would love to see the seeds that God has planted in you come to the surface. We would love to encourage you in the gifts he's given you, and we would love to give you everything we've got to spur you on and keep you encouraged. things that are coming next with She Reads Truth. He Reads Truth Bible, that's amazing. Are it's there coming, man. We need to have our eyes peeled for. Things that are coming for She Reads Truth. You know, Advent is our favorite time of the year yes. to do that, just like getting in the word for Advent, which I just love that there are so many good, true, faithful opportunities with yes. Advent. And and so just be in the word this year. I mean, we've got some really cool books that we put together, but that's just two of many really good options for Advent. So I just get excited that like the world is making beautiful things yeah. that point people to scripture, like all over the place. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I'm super excited about is you might remember that we just released a couple of months ago, a Kids Read Truth story and scripture book called This is the Gospel, mm-hmm. which I love because it tells the gospel story 
with like these really cute illustrations. But the bottom of every page is like no joke, like a scripture proof, but in a pretty way, not in a footnote way of what's happening on the page, you know, so it'll, you know, tell the story of, of one part of it. And then there's the scripture that says like, no, what they're saying is true. Like we're not making this up. This sounds crazy. Even some of the things that sounded crazy to us, but then like the scripture that says like, that's actually what the Bible says. So there's just an accountability to that. So anyway, we're creating these kids read truth story and scripture books. And literally on my desk for the first time yesterday, we got copies of the, this is the Christmas story book for kids. And I'm just really excited about it. I'm really proud of it. I just think it's that like coffee table book for your kids for the Christmas season because the first page says the Christmas story began a long time ago, but it didn't begin with a baby. It began with a promise. And it like takes you like from Abraham to like Isaiah and like in King David. And it tells the Christmas story from the perspective of God keeping his promises. Anyway, it's just really cool. I we love, love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, you know, I am here for anything that helps us fight against this tide of like Christmas is crazy and it's nuts. And like, yep. no, no, this is a beautiful, beautiful time to remember that he came and he's coming back again. So yep. I'm so yep. thankful for y'all's work in that way. Oh, and one other thing that we do have coming, we haven't told anybody, but I'll tell you, because we'll tell people eventually, for January, like for starting the year reading the Bible, we're actually creating a product for like tweens, which wow. people have asked us and asked us to do. But it's tricky to do one for tweens, but we actually have these, they're not junior study books, but we have these like She Reads Truth for Girls and He Reads Truth for Boys that are actually like inviting that 11 to 15 year old age group in a really like their aesthetic kind of way to read. We're going to start with the book of Luke. And so we're excited that they're, so we're going to have tween study books now. I love that. I love that. And I love starting with Luke. I cannot wait for my yeah. kids to read that because you know, they're yeah. all in that huddle, nine, 10, 11. Yep. So oh, yep. I love it. So good. All right. Now we're going to jump to our fun questions and oh, yeah. Here's one that I didn't prep you for, but I know, and I know you care. So I always ask people, do you care about the Enneagram? If you do care, what number are you? And you do care. You like- I do care. Yeah. I care, I care just the right amount. Yes. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, think about it too much, but I do think it's really fascinating. I'm an eight, which probably doesn't come as a huge surprise. And I'm a wing seven, which Jess, is that what you are? I'm an eight, seven. Yeah. I love it. I love, I love a lady eight. That's, that's I, the quote at our office because we have a, a lot lady of lady eight. eights. Yeah. I don't have enough lady eights in my life. That's the truth. Mm, well, I love a lady eight and I, yeah, for whatever reason, I'm just surrounded with them and I'm, that's I'm so good. for it. Yeah. That's so good. I, Amanda is a nine and I think that that is by God's design yes. that like there are not, not two eights leading to yes. We have a peacemaker and a challenger yes. and it's good. So good. <laughs> I love it. What book are you currently reading? We know you're reading truth. So tell us. I am reading truth. Are you, are, do you have time to read? Are you just tell us all the deals. I'm going to be really honest with you. This is something that used to be a huge area of shame for me. I'm not a reader. And I think that there's probably some weird baggage from my childhood about that, but we don't mm. have to get into that. I don't find reading enjoyable, which is terrible. I'll listen to audiobooks yeah. and those types of things. But like in terms of like my economy of time in my life right now, it's not my relaxation of choice. Yeah. And I think that because I work with words all day, I don't think that words are my relaxation of choice. Yeah. And I used to be really embarrassed. Like I used to dread that question because I've been asked it, you know, like, what are yeah. you reading right now? 
And I'd be like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not like a great reader, first of all. Like I'm not fast and I just don't consider myself a great reader, but I'm okay with that now. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, do you yeah. do you enjoy audiobooks or do you do it like occasionally if you have to? On flights, I love them. Mm -hmm. In my commute, I sometimes like them. It just depends. I like it when it's a really good reader. Yeah, yeah, that matters. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. Okay, what is your coffee order? Tall, blonde Americano with a little bit of half and half. Tall, blonde Americano with a little. What makes an Americano blonde? I think it's the bean. Okay. I think it's what type of bean they use. I didn't start drinking coffee until I was in my 30s. Like it was after she reached Truth started actually. Yes. Like I went through college and I went through raising babies and never had the benefit of caffeine. I don't know what was wrong with me. And then for like the first two years of drinking coffee, it was peppermint mochas, extra yeah. peppermint. I want to uh, say that the first time I ever bought you coffee, it was something like a frappuccino. It was something very, very like. And I was like, okay. I'm here for okay, it. Okay, girl. Yeah, yeah, just like give me a lot of whipped cream and that'll mask <laughs> the coffee taste. I'm working my way toward, like I really do have, I would like to be a black coffee drinker and I'm really close. I can do it, but I don't enjoy it yet. Yeah. I think, I don't know if that's a good aspiration or not, but that's what I want to be. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I had to turn myself into a black coffee drinker because I felt like it was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you are one? I am. I am. I'm now 100%. Eight wing seven with the black coffee. I know. Here we I go. I know. I know. I'm just, just, it's almost like a uniform you got to put on. <laughs> when you're, when you're a seven, like my seven comes out like on vacation. Like I, I just completely lose all my eightness and become just so fun. Is that what, like, when does your seven come out? No, that's, what's really interesting. My eight comes out on vacation. Really? My, in the quiet, I need to order and control more. Wow. Let me tell you how I realized this year on vacation that this was just really a healthy practice for me. We went on like two weeks of vacation. The first was really loud and wild and a ton of family. And so I could just function a little bit better in that. The second yeah. week was just our family to the Outer Banks. No screens, no noise, no nothing. Just really quiet. Yeah. And I, my insides broke. Really? <laughs> like I couldn't do it. I refused to work. That's really interesting. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I knew like this is a, yeah. yeah, this is a spiritual discipline I need to work on. Mm -hmm. So we went on three shell walks a day to go find okay. shells, and I classified all my shells based on that. when yes. I found them, and I I separated them in different bags and wrote the date yep. and the time. And mm -hmm. then I needed a creative outlet. I needed to like enjoy it. So then after I would manage them and organize them, then I would creatively arrange them and take their pictures like yep. they were like they were girls or something like they were your Barbie dolls you yes. make me so happy you make me so happy and it, but it kept me sane but it was like Tuesday I realized by Tuesday that I could really function with like no schedule no plans if I had this <laughs> thing to manage so it saved okay. my family vacation you know? That's <laughs> I, I mean, that's so interesting that like that you have to eat a little bit yeah. to enjoy yourself. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I think I function in my seven a lot in my daily life. Like I think, yeah. I, especially in our office, I, we talk about this all the time, but I, I'm surrounded by so many eights that I've learned to let them be what they need to be. And so there's, yeah. a, I can really take a back seat and be like a yeah. solid number two a lot that's of times. Good. And yeah. I, then I just bring the seven. Yep. I told you this last time I saw you, my main responsibility at the office is making sure everyone has coffee. And I, t I take it so seriously. 
Like it I mean, really that's a matters. ministry. Yeah. That's a ministry. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make me, like, I'm a hundred percent not kidding. It really matters to me that everyone has their coffee and that they has feel they like, need. yeah, they're ready to go. Okay. Do you have a secret talent? I don't know this. Ooh, good question. Okay. <laughs> secret talent something that's not boring. Cause like I can like make my thumb go way far back behind my hand, but that's just gross and not fun okay, for podcasts. Okay. Oh, I do have one. I taught it to my daughter yesterday. Do you remember that old camp song? I am a C, I yes. am a CH. Yes. Do you remember that song? Yes. Okay. It's like, it spells out. I am a Christian. I have Christ in my heart and I will live eternally. So like, yeah. but you spell it. Yes. Um, and I remember at camp one year, one of my counselors was able to be like, Hey, tell me a word and I'll like incorporate it into the song. And so like, if I use the word Jess, I would say instead, I am a Kess, I am a Kesses, I am a Kesses, Resses, Tess, I am and I have Kesses, Resses, Tess wow. in my HEA, Resses. Anyway, that's my secret talent that I can sing that whole song, but with any word. That's really impressive. Okay, I'm gonna. I, or is it weird? You can. That's very kind of you to say that it's really impressive. It's. I just sang it's... on your podcast. <laughs> No, I'm being serious. It's pretty impressive. Okay, hey, I'm going to ask you about something. And this is something you and I have never talked about. But that okay. I think to be true, I would consider this a secret talent. You, I cannot believe we've never talked about this. Did you create the company Nourish Organics and sell it? <laughs> um, that is a good question. I can't believe we've never talked about this. You Just, mentioned this is it like one time in passing to me. Oh, I had okay. this, I had this skincare company. I sold it and yeah. I, I see it obviously yeah. everywhere in target. And I'm like, I think that's the company. I think that's Rachel's company. I'll give you the, the shortest version of the story I can give you. Okay. I have a very awesome, very organically focused friend who makes things and she's the really talented person. Her name was Melissa and she, her kids had eczema. She started researching. She started creating formulas for all of these different ways to help them. And all of a sudden, like her friends liked it. So they wanted to buy it too. Like wanted to like, Hey, make some for me and I'll, it's really helpful for my kids. And the thing about Melissa is that she didn't want a company. She just wanted to make stuff for her kids for their skin and this is like the year before she reached truth started and I remember she mentioned to me in passing one day she was like I created this company it's called nourish baby organics and I am exhausted and I don't want it so I'm just going to shut it down and I said can I buy it from you and I just said like find out like what price would be fair to you and I'll see if I can pull that together she said honestly like if you just buy the supplies from me like at cost like I'm just happy that it's going to somebody and carrying on and not being like dead because it's good stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like seems like a good challenge. It's like a little bit of a risk because I'm buying all this stuff and I don't really know anything, but she had great recipes and great instructions and it was a fascinating thing to learn about. And so I learned about it and I built the business. I like went through all the process to have it all certified organic and all of these things. This is like a randomly known fact about me and I did this with a partner my friend Olivia so she and I just kind of like tried to figure it out which turns out Jess was just training ground for me to try to run a company right. like that was genuinely just training ground but in the course of five months I wanted to be done mm -hmm. but I had but we had like increased the value of the company by 11 times like we had just wow. figured it out and I wanted to be done it had nothing it was like two months before she reads truth even tweeted its first tweet so it's like totally unrelated but I was like I don't think this is for me I just want to sell it to you and so I sold my half to my partner and I was out and done and I think I didn't follow it very closely from there but I know that she ended up I don't 
think it's the nourish that you see on the target shelves because I remember she had to change her name. So uh, I think okay. what was happening was like, but it, it's still a brand. Still I, a brand. I don't know what it's called right now, but yeah, there was a random five months of my life where I owned and operated brand. an organic skincare company. <laughs> organic skincare company. That is a secret talent worth sharing. It is. You know? I've been singing camp songs in a weird way. I yeah. wish I'd gone with that first. And isn't that so funny? I've just never had the like time to ask you. And I, I think about it pretty much every time I'm in Target. Like That's so funny. Am I supporting Rachel when I buy this? I don't know. <laughs> no, you're I'm not. Trying. Okay. Yeah. I, won't, I'll, I, appreciate, I appreciate the effort. Though. I'll Thanks go back to Glossier. Okay. Yeah. Um, on yeah. that note, do you have a favorite lipstick? I am prepared for this question. I like from, I think you get it at Sephora, the Too Faced brand. Oh, it's yes. like a lace-ish cover. I don't know why it's lazy. It's kind of weird, honestly. But um, I, for a while felt like I need to wear bright red lipstick yeah. because that's so beautiful. Yeah. But I found that every time I wore bright red lipstick and I have large lips, um, but I found that I like was just so aware of my mouth anytime I wore red lipstick that I just gave up on it. I think it's so pretty on other people. I can't pull it off. So I always wear like a really neutral lip. And usually it's two-faced. I love it. So good. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, friend. I'm so grateful to see all that God is doing in and through you. You know I am just like the world's biggest She Reads Truth fan. And I'm so, so, so thankful for all of the women that are picking up their Bibles today because of your obedience. Amen. Amen. And, well, and kids and men. And anybody, any, everywhere. Yes. You know, girl, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so excited about this podcast. I'm so excited about Go and Tell Gals. And I had such a fun time this morning. I got to laugh and I got to connect with you and I got to remember the Lord's goodness. So thanks for having me. Uh, I love you. You're amazing. Thank you, girl. Bye. We can be the women who free one another up. We can be the one to look to the left or the right of us, to the women standing in front of us or just behind us and say, go, run, this is what you were made to do. And what's more, women, if we have been freed up by God to quit something, to stop, to pause, to pull back, we get to do that in a worshipful way. Quitting is not unholy and pausing is not weak. And so I want to just hand you the power to see the freedom that you already have right where you're at to listen to God about what he's doing in your life. Stop right now. Pray for Rachel. Pray for She Reads Truth. Pray for He Reads Truth. Pray for Kids Read Truth. Pray that God would increase their territory, that he would give them so many more people to share with, that so many more people would get excited about reading their Bibles. Yeah, I'm so thankful for this episode. I'm so glad you got to share it with us. I pray in Jesus' name it was impactful and encouraging for you. Love you gals and see you in a few days. Bye.